This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. This episode is a result of an interview with Daily Chairman Mr. Suhari Airy and Kratom Farmer Mr. Jamaluddin Junaid, as translated by Mr. Fadli Ashari. These men are members of PPHI, the Horticultural Entrepreneurship Association of Indonesia. PPHI is a farmer's co-op that seeks to improve trade in kratom and other commodities and to ensure a fair price for its members. I speak with Mr. Fadli Asheri, who had translated the answers given by Mr. Suhari and Mr. Jamal from our earlier discussion. A link to the transcript of this interview can be found in the description. What is PPHI and what is the objective of PPHI? Yes, PPHI is the abbreviation for an Indonesian Horticulture Entrepreneurship Association, an association where entrepreneurs and farmers gather in a co-op fashion and move together on horticultural commodities under the foundation and direction of Indonesia's Ministry of Agriculture, Plantations and Trade with the coordination of our National Narcotics Agency or usually referred to as BNN as an abbreviation. As a whole, PPHI members sell many horticultural products including Kratom. That's one of them. Uh, the objectives of PPHI are to serve as the Indonesian government's partner on the foundation, mentoring, and information sources for horticulture entrepreneurs here. Second one is to fight for the interest of farmers and horticultural entrepreneurs. And then the third one is to develop a product information center, which will also provide market opportunities for even more horticultural products. And the last one is to conduct the processing and distribution of horticultural products. Okay, and how many members does PPHI have, and what are their professions, and what areas do they serve? Actually, it's quite large. PPHI covers all regions of Indonesia. The Central Board of Management is in Pontianak, in West Kalimantan Province, in Jakarta. Our General Chairman is Harry Estos MM, and our Daily Chairman is Suhairi SPD. The number of registered members of PPHI are 270 people as of right now, and each of the members have their respective fostered farmers. Fostered farmers, okay. And how are kratom trees grown in Indonesia? It actually pretty natural because uh, kratom trees grow in the watersheds. Every island in Indonesia have a rivers, so they basically have a watersheds and a tropical climate. The it's, uh, very best habitats for the growth of kratom trees. That's why there are a lot of kratom trees in Indonesia. And they grow wild there, so it's pretty. It's a good climate. Uh, and yeah. so then, so when the trees are grown, how how's the do you process um, the raw material to get it into the product that's ex- exported? Yes, because kratom is a very adaptive plant for the environment. We believe for now that plantations are the right way to help develop the future of kratom industry based on restrictions placed upon us to import in place like US by means of developing processing and trading kratom centers. We wish to modernize more operations than we already have in the last several years. 
Why? Because aside from providing kratom as a commodity to our people, so that they may live prosperous lives and so that human health and safety is our number one priority. What? Okay, what's the role of PPHI in growing, processing, selling of Kratom products, either locally or for export? What? How does PPHI um, factor in? PPHI is a government partner in the development of horticultural business models at both the small and large business levels. PPHI always support government policies in terms of business development, export or import policies, and processing governance, distribution, and even the export activities of the horticultural commodity to many foreign countries. Right now, PPHI already has shipping facilities and a special warehouse for Kratom in the U.S. And what's the local price for Kratom in Indonesia? As for now, the local price is 25,000 to 30,000 Indonesian rupiah. It's like uh, $2 to $3 max per kilogram. This figure shows that it is impossible if applying GMP standards. We have been told we must apply in conferences we have hosted here for leaders in the U.S. for this price to support families and production costs. Okay, so the price it is has to be higher if if you're to apply GMP standards. Um, and, and so what is the, um, and that's the local price, so what is the export price of Kratom? In general, the price of Kratom export is current which is valid currently is four to six dollar per round of unnested kilogram this is for products that do not meet kratom processing standard as raw material for herbal medicine or food mixture ideally for the price is 12 dollars per kilogram that's uh, if we want to really meet this the export standard mm-hmm. because there must be a washing process where the indoors is separate and free from dust and animal contamination, as well as standard for great milling machines, which we try to purchase in order to afford together, especially considering that most people are processing manually by human power. You would need a price of uh, $12 per kilo to... Um to have a, a GMP facilities so the Kratom's nice and clean, um, but now it's only 4 to $6, um, <clears throat> and that's not enough to put in all the infrastructure and the, and the uh, machinery needed to come up the standard and the food-grade milling machines. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah, and, and what causes the... Um, lower kratom sales price in indonesia the price downfall is caused by the speculation attitude of sellers and buyers especially the buyer of the usa those who buy large quantities in bulk as big business always suppresses the actual usa purchase price preventing our suppliers from maintaining quality if this continues to occur it will be a threat to the kratom market in the usa because it is now filled with low-quality kratom products, many cases of bacterial contamination. This occurs at this time of year every year 
it is seasonal because the workmanship and raw materials that are used do not meet the minimum standard market needs in USA. Again, we must emphasize that this is what we are told when we meet with business interests located in the USA. Okay, so the business, the big business in the USA is actually wanting to buy large quantities, and that lowers the that lowers the price. It's not gone through the clean process because um, they're buying so much of it. And so, how how do you solve that problem? What's the solution? Well, actually, the solution is to stop the acts of speculative business and leaders in the USA on the kratom issue. They do not coach important product standardization, standardization of prices, and do not coach exporters and farmers on ways to avoid selling low-quality product at low prices. You must be able to control post-harvest preparation of basic materials, especially the environment we work with, the process and the tools used performed by each manufacturer so that everything is done in a sanitary way for human health and safety. Are there any legal or ethical issues faced by farmers in growing or processing kratom trees? Actually, no. There are no problems of ethics in the plantation and the processing of kratom trees. There are no prohibitions from the government to plant kratom. Even our assisted farmers have received the help of kratom seedling from our Ministry of Environment through for Climb, which is an abbreviation for forest and climate change program, a total of 120,000 stems for 35 villages from three sub-districts in Kapuas Hulu, West Kalimantan. This achievement makes us very proud. That's great. So you're getting um, government assistance as well. Um, and uh, are, are there any regulations in Indonesia that makes planning, processing, and exporting Kratom more difficult? Until now, the Indonesian government has never issued a regulation on cultivation, distribution, and trade of Kratom, except by the Food and Medicine Supervisory Agency, or usually called in Indonesia as BPOM, concerning the prohibition of the use of mitragyna speciosa for a mixture of traditional herbal medicine, except if the government will apply the harmonization decision of the Asian region regarding the ban of the circulation of kratom in 2023. Because at this, Indonesia has not implemented the prohibition of the circulation of kratom both local and for export. We do not understand why these rumors seem to always circulate and make people in the USA, the consumer, panic. Is the uh, Kratom processing in Indonesia following the GMP standard? You said before that, that sometimes it hasn't. It has uh, fully not. The Kratom products in Indonesia have not fully met the GMP standards. Uh, that's why usually third-party testing must be done in the U.S., our members cannot afford such extensive tests here and our standards seem to have been kept low on, on purpose. There are no like uh, sufficient technology for doing uh, such tests. Yeah, there's not the technology to do the GMP test. And, and yeah. is, is that the biggest obstacle that makes it hard to follow? The GMP standards. We are taught by USA businesses and leaders 
a very large manufacturing investment is required. But there is no certainty of kratom regulation in the USA, our largest export destination country, making kratom entrepreneurs in Indonesia delay investment and negotiations with the Indonesian government related to manufacturing. If there is clarity about kratom regulation in the USA, PPHI is very likely to get special permission for kratom export, even establishing a kratom processing plant in Indonesia for the first time in history. For us in Indonesia, it is an easy case to make products according to GMP standards with several conditions. The first one is the certainty of buying with prices according to goods that meet GMP standards. The second one is the buyer can convince his government that the kraton is needed by the population of the USA. The third one is the USA government gives import kraton permission for companies that have permission because they they follow all rules and regulations to protect public health and wellness. And last one is permissions are not general, means terms and conditions applied to exporters and importers. And so what's uh, the PPHI, what is the hope for, for the future of Kratom export and import? Our hope is to maintain the continuity of quality goods to the USA with discussion limited to B2B or business to business and G2G, government to government in our country. Because to maintain quality, quantity must be limited according to user requirements in the USA. Mm -hmm. The market requirements are are always very large. There is often oversupply, which becomes speculation, drop prices and makes the USA government agencies jobs especially that of the FDA, very difficult to supervise the distribution and use of Kratom. That's what we see from here, too. And and what message do you want to get out to Kratom consumers in the USA? Our message to the consumers in USA is uh, we want to keep Kratom legal in your country. And then uh, avoid excessive use that cause negative effects because that will be a loophole for the FDA to record more cases of kratom abuse because every case that goes on record will be the reason for the FDA to go to the door of ban, which is uh, schedule one. There is an excessive use in a lot of the countries uh, where Kratom comes from. It's it's very mild use, and there's there's more and more excessive use here in the USA, um, and that causes problems. Uh, yeah, and that's I agree with that. Now, Thailand decided to have uh, legalize kratom. Um, will that have a positive effect on Indonesia as far as keeping kratom legal there? Um, and you're both part of the ASEAN region. Uh, because Thailand is from Asian, so there will be two sides, which is a positive side and a negative side. Mm-hmm. For the positive side is. Uh, there will be many countries that will be struggling so that Kratom does not enter into Schedule 1 as the FDA is now submitting, submitting to WHO. Yeah. And for the second positive side is that uh, for farmers, it will be a barometer 
or the reason for Indonesian farmers to maintain the status of kratom as it is now, if the BNN or the uh, Narcotics Agency of Indonesia plans to set the status of kratom to be illegal, and then uh, for the negative side is that uh, there will be other competitors as kratom suppliers to user kratom countries. So there will be more uh, products coming which might also affect again affect the price and the standards there will be more artists that will be in the commodities right yeah because thailand and <clears throat> thailand in the future might also be a a manufacturer uh just like indonesia so that'll increase the uh supply okay and so <clears throat> this um law we keep hearing about it um the bnn plans to <clears throat> ban kratom in 2023 um do you think that'll happen and can you explain what that law is yes the bnn the national agency of narcotics in indonesia the plan to ban the circulation of kratom in 2023 did not come from the BNN or Indonesia, but on the basis of a joint decision of ASEAN-friendly countries okay. in the ASEAN Area Harmonization Agreement in 2009. In the context of preventing the circulation of narcotics in the ASEAN region, at the meeting, only Indonesia had not declared banning the circulation of Kratom. Malaysia and Thailand have already banned the circulation of Kratom in their countries long before this meeting was held. And now the parliament is aggressively going to cancel the law prohibiting the use of Kratom in the community. Several countries in ASEAN have previously issued laws prohibiting the circulation of Kratom in their countries. You can imagine what will happen at the ASEAN harmonization meeting scheduled for 2023 in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, if Thailand and Malaysia release the act prohibiting the circulation of Kratom. Then Indonesia did the opposite, closing the circulation of Kratom, even though 90% of Indonesian Kratom is for export needs, which is not circulating in Indonesia, not for a local distribution. In Indonesia, BNN does not have the authority to make regulations or laws BNN only has an execution function if there is a violation or abuse in the case of drugs and narcotics, but BNN has the right to submit a law, but the decision remains with the Ministry of Health. In the regulation of the Minister of Health number 4 of 2021, concerning the classification of narcotics, Kratom is not included in the narcotics group, so it is not forbidden to trade Kratom. Okay, that's that's a good bit of information that will clear a lot of things up for our readers. The BNN is just enforcement, and this this um, decision came from the the Asian countries. These are the this is a coalition of Southeast Asian countries. For uh, those of my listeners that don't know that, um, is there a disagreement in the government of Indonesia as to the legality of kratom? In Indonesia, Kratom is never discussed at the ministry level because Kratom is not a major export commodity and its impact is not significant on the state revenues. 
Okay, that's interesting because, yeah, I don't find a lot of Kratom in um, the media when I look through Indonesian media, just like ours. It's it's not discussed very much, um, but um, that's interesting. So how how much time, how long has Kratom grown in Indonesia? Has it been hundreds or thousands of years old? Uh, this, uh, this tree, uh, the Kratom tree, is a native and endemic plant in Southeast Asia. The Kratom tree has been around for hundreds, can also be thousands of years since the formation of rivers in main, in mainland Asia because the habitat of Kratom is uh, watersheds and we have uh, so many watersheds in Indonesia. So mm-hmm. it can be a, a thousands also. In the long, for a very long time, it's already been here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. That's interesting because yeah, we well, you know it takes a lot of water to grow uh, mm-hmm. grow kratom. Is there traditional use of kratom in Indonesia, like there is in Thailand? For us, the Asian region basically has the same civilization. We exchange habits and we exchange experience. So the use of kratom as a traditional medicine. Uh, there is in traditional communities the kratom tree get the title of the gut tree because the leaves have a medicinal properties for many diseases so yes we do have a traditional use for kratom in indonesia most asian country also have the same tradition uh, you cannot say that it's a, a public traditional medicine there is a like specific People that has uh, close access to the kratom tree, they use it as the traditional medicine for their uh, for their tribe or for the their specific location. Okay. Because not all location have kratom trees grown. Thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, and I really learned a lot. And I just want to convey all this information to my listeners. Thank you very much. Yep, and have a good day. And it's in it's a night there, is it? It's yeah. already evening. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 11.30 now. So. Okay. I guess have a good evening, Mr. Ryan. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Have a good, have a good rest of your day. Terima kasi. Thank you very much, Mr. Fodley, translating for Mr. Suhari and Mr. Jamal from PPHI in Indonesia. The music is Memories of Thailand by Rizy. The Kratom Science Podcast is produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.